Hey, this is Todd Mitchell from Code Right Play. Salutations. This is Mike Carroll from Stroll Art. Hey, this is Patrick from the Backlog Odyssey. Hey, this is Rune from Runic Codes. Hey, this is Brimstone, and you're listening to Roger Reichardt on the Gamerheads Podcast. And welcome to another episode of the Gamerheads Podcast. My name is Roger. Along with me are my co-hosts and good friends. We have Chris. Hello. And Mike. Yes, uh, thank you. Uh, and I would like to take this opportunity to thank Roger for allowing me back into the Gamerheads podcast. Uh, I fully accept my two-week ban. Uh, I would also like to apologize to the good people of Aberdeen, South Dakota for the comments <laughs> I made the last time I was on. Uh, it was unprofessional and rude, and I promise it will not happen again. And Kenton. <laughs> I oh, just want to say one thing. Hey, hey, hey. And Avado still bangs. And Phil? I've been on hold for so long that Mike pissed off Aberdeen, South Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> and Ed? Hello. And good evening. Wow. Like, do you remember last week? I remember Ed no. saying, <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> Ed saying, wow, are we professional? Like, that was like a very straight, you know, entrance or intro. And, and then this week we have God knows what, <laughs> what that was. <laughs> Sent back down to the miners. That's right. Uh, well, welcome. traded to the Cubs. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, or the or the Reds, maybe. Oh snap! Uh, well, welcome to the show. Uh, if you are a fan of the show, we would love to hear what you have to say about the show. You can leave us a review. You can leave us a review on iTunes, on Google Play, on Podchaser. In fact, I'll leave a link to Podchaser in the show notes so you can leave us a review. Uh, if this is the first time that you've listened to the show and you're like, hey, this is a video game podcast. How do I end up here? I like video games, though. Uh, you can subscribe to the show. Uh, go ahead and click the subscribe button. And we'd love to have you as part of the Gamerheads Nation. Uh, and then also uh, go check out our website at GamerheadsPodcast.com or follow us on Twitter at GamerheadsPC as well. Uh, we also do have Facebook, but I'm not on Facebook as much. But you can go there, too, and leave us a message if you'd like uh so anyway so yeah that's uh get that out of the way we have a pretty big show we have a lot to talk about today uh some games that are uh new and in fact we'll be talking about the game 12 minutes and at the end of this episode on the second half of this episode i'm going to include the interview that i had with Luis antonio the creator of 12 minutes uh and he talks about uh what that was like making the game some of his thought process around that uh it's pretty when I talked to him, I was, I was, I knew this was going to be an awesome game. Uh, just what the amount of detail that he pays attention to in this game is, is insane. So stay tuned for that. Uh, before we get into that though, uh, we do have our icebreaker and the icebreaker, Chris, do you remember what that icebreaker was? Uh, kind of, it's a very wide lens kind of question. <laughs> do you want me to read it or do you want to read it? Um, go ahead. Okay. So, uh, Chris was asking a couple of weeks ago, I think, uh, there's a lot of unique games like mowing lawns and water, uh, pressure games where you like clean things with the water pressure. Uh, in addition water that we have pressure, well, pressure washer, I, pressure washers. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> all I can think of was, uh, that one game where you turn all the pipes sideways to make everything line up that I'm now drawing oh, yeah. on the puzzles were based out of what the hell's the name of that game, Mike? 
Ah, you picked one of the games I was going to choose for you. Uh, it's like Pipe Dreams or something like Pipe that. Pipe Dream. That's exactly what it was called. Yeah. Those Pressure washing. Pressure washing was what <laughs> I was looking for. Uh, in addition, we do have, you know, precision controllers like the PS uh, controllers, PlayStation controllers with the pre- precision vibrate. Um, so Chris was asking, what do you think is missing from gaming and how should it be incorporated? Or what do you think is the next big addition to gaming? Uh, very wide <laughs> yeah very <laughs> wide lens so i who should we start with today we can start with ed what do you think no not ed don't start with ed <laughs> his I'll, eyes i'll start i'll start all right all right chris so you know like since the pandemic we're all using zoom and all this stuff and i you know we're seeing face to face I feel like that's missing from games like Mm. and i'm not talking about streaming i'm talking about when i'm playing halo they can see you know you can have someone's camera on and actually see them i don't know how that would work on the screen you know because there's not much room there but Mm. you know that's that's my big thought is i I like that connection right seeing you guys here you know yeah that would be pretty sweet like if you're playing a group and you got five of you guys playing and everybody's got like their own little corner of the screen with the exception mm-hmm. of yourself like and you got to see everybody else's reactions like it'd make a lot of things a lot more fun when you're playing multiplayer games including both the, the joy when you've got that like when yeah. you pull off that big win or the agony of when you lose that big win or even like for example with the amount of golf that i've been playing lately and the amount of trash talking that happens when we play <laughs> back and forth with with our friends like seeing all those kinds of reaction i just that'd be absolutely priceless and i do feel would exponentially add to the experience yeah you know like we could cheers you know mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. after there, a win. there was a game and i don't know if it was a racing game or a call of duty or halo or something and i think it may have used the connect where if you eliminated somebody it took a really quick screenshot of their yep. face I remember, I remember that. that. Oh my yeah. gosh! And I, for the life of me, I cannot remember that. But yeah, that's that that's that is a that is a good idea. I'm surprised it hasn't been on expanded like expanded on more since that implementation. Because Phil is right, and so is Chris. Because it was your idea. Like, because Phil, we played together recently in person, PGA Golf mm-hmm. 2K21, and that was. I mean, that was. I miss like couch gaming with people yeah exactly Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so that would be like the next best thing because i have expanded my friends and none of them really live near me so that would be like the next best thing for sure yep and And, go go ahead ahead. well i was just gonna say that i think also that would eliminate well just my perspective but my thought is it may eliminate some of the absolute trash terror i mean there's trash talking and then there's just hate right Right. But I think if you see somebody, it's harder to like, I don't know, my opinion, right? I think that's part of the internet is the problems with the internet is that the people can say whatever they want because they're just like, I'm behind the internet. I can say whatever I want. But if you see somebody's face and you see somebody, you know, I see you, Chris, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and you see me, like, I'm not going to, right? I'm not going to say, yeah. the, right? Uh, hopefully people would would see the human side of of their face see i think that one could easily swing both ways where it might even add mm. more fuel to the fire as well sure. like the second that you can tell that you might have that jackass at the second that he can tell that he's hurt somebody's feelings he's just gonna mm. go even harder and try to break that person 
I think you'd have to be very selective and like opt into obviously something like that where if you're going to allow your face to be shared or maybe even just mm -hmm. do it only like throughout your party that you're playing with together. Because I think if you're opening it up to a free for all, especially if yeah. we're looking at something like the new Battlefield game that's coming out, that's going to host 200 people like there's no room on a screen for 200 yeah. faces plus all the action. Right. Yeah. It could do just like the person that's on the killing spree and showing them, you know, like this guy is kicking some butt, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> look yeah. at him. He's yeah. intense him. right now. Get him. Yeah. Get him. Get him. <laughs> hey, that's my neighbor. I'm going to go over to his house and cut his yeah. ear cord, the little asshole. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's a really good one, Chris. I'm not sure I can think of anything that's going to be better than that. But I'm going to ask other people on this panel. Mike, what are your thoughts? I think the, the, the standard controller is due for an overhaul. Mm. Um, we essentially, when we use our controllers, we use our thumbs and our index fingers. And we have the entire back of a controller and I, to, to really utilize. I know Sony had an add-on for their PS4 controller. Mm -hmm. um, and from the people that had purchased it, I think they are all, a lot of them were pretty happy with it. But I think there's much that we can do. Um, I think the Vita, didn't the Vita have like a yeah. touchpad on the back of it? Yeah. Like something like that, or maybe just like an extra two buttons, like just something like, I don't know, it's really just add extra functionality to a, to the controller hmm. bare minimum i think you could probably move the select and start or the select and uh start screens to the back and use your fingers for those instead of having them up here where your thumbs are like it'd be easier to pause if you had them back mm -hmm. there that's a good call i like that and screen the elite controller right for xbox xbox yeah. mm -hmm. they have the back uh, you can program you can them use. yeah yeah oh yeah they do. so yeah make something like that standard okay. i think mm -hmm. that uh, yeah Speaking of um, controllers, has anyone used the new PlayStation Five controller? Does anybody have? Does anybody have a Mike has. 5? Need to oh, find yeah. one first. Oh, Mike has Mike, one. Mike, I don't mean I. I don't technically have it. I, my, it's my kids, but oh, I've, okay. I've used it. And I actually got mad at him over it. I'm like, so, I'm like, so how's the uh, how's the triggers and, and the and the uh, you know the the restrictions that you get? And he's like, I don't like it. I turned it off. I'm like, then why did I buy it? <laughs> Yeah, that's what I was wondering about if, yep. you know, anyone had used the like, pressure sensitive buttons or triggers. I only used it like just for a couple minutes in, in Fortnite. And uh, it was it was interesting. Like the, you know, I I'm I'd like to see how they implement it in other things, but it does maybe sound kind of a little gimmicky, um, but not gimmicky in a bad way, like gimmicky in terms of rumble where it's like, it's cool. Like the first time you use it, but now it's just like so common that it's, like, I don't even realize half the time when rumble's going on. About the rumble thing. Can I throw this out there too? Do you notice when your controller is about to die, when the rumble stops happening, how weird it is that your controller doesn't rumble? Yep. <laughs> yep. It's, yeah, it's weird, weird yeah. how 20 years later, like that's now a thing where controllers mm -hmm. never used to move, but now your controller's dying. And you're just like, my controller's not rumbling. Oh, that's crap, right. I plug it in. Something's wrong. There's yeah. something wrong with the controller. <laughs> Very cool. Um, what about you, Carrington? Okay. So <clears throat> I thought about this long and hard. And now that we're like getting into like cross play and things like that, it would be great if we had a better system set up that comes to like speaking with someone that's across a different system. That's mm. I mean, we have Discord and we have in-game chat, but sometimes in-game chat 
if I have two different friends that don't know each other, sometimes they can't hear each other um, even when all the like proper settings are set up and everything. It doesn't happen all the time, but every once in a while it happens to where my two friends can't hear each other because they don't know each other, but I, I'm the, the connecting string between the two of them basically. We need an easier thing because setting up party chat and say Xbox Live or PlayStation, it's super easy as long as you're within the, that their ecosystem. But as soon as you go outside that ecosystem and we have crossplay now, it can be kind of hard to set up something like party chat. And mm -hmm. I like Discord, but the problem is now I have to put on a different headset <laughs> yeah. to start using it. Yeah. I already have a name for it, Carrington. What's up? Second tier friend. Ooh, I like it. Second you know, to your friend. Because it's not, you know what I mean? So you're saying that the two people that are not friends with each other, but they're friends with you, they're second to your friends. Oh, I like that. How about like benefits it. for friends? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that too. That's a good name too. Uh, no, it's, that's really interesting that you said that too. I mean, it's, it kind of ties in with the whole, you know, video too, right? Like we have a better, you know, interaction with each other. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah, just another addition to crossplay would be like cross audio or cross yeah. chat or something, yeah. right? Like, yeah, something like that. Yeah, because I mean, I think and maybe Discord has gotten better, but I also think that the Discord servers have been unstable a lot of times. Maybe they've gotten better, but but I agree. Like, then it's like, okay, now I have to play near my computer. I mean, I guess you can use Discord on your phone, but yeah. I mean, Nintendo has it figured out, though. They have the whole... What? <laughs> <laughs> app. Nintendo online app, right? Right, Phil? Like that works out so well, right? I'm just kidding. Uh yeah, that's a good one. Uh Phil, what about you? I have nothing. You guys have all got really good ideas. Like I honest to God can't think of a single thing that could be improved upon with the exception of adding all those other things. But on the, along the lines of disc along the lines of Discord, wasn't there talk that either Sony or Microsoft was gonna buy out Discord? Yeah, there was oh, talk. Girl. There was talk and then got smashed. Gotcha. So to say that like if that would have happened, that might have made made chatting through Discord easier through the systems if you just had that mm -hmm. automatically built into mm -hmm. the system where you could then have that Discord chat wide open. But mm -hmm. since that's not actually a thing, then that's not going to happen. It did get a thing today when I logged into Discord that was like, hey, are you a student? Find your school on Discord. I'm like, well, that's weird. Like, I'm not I a student. That too. <laughs> did you? Yeah. I'm like, I still use my school email. Should I do this? <laughs> no. Does that mean you still get Amazon Prime for like $10 a year? Maybe. Good for you. Where did you go to school? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nothing else, Phil? Nothing else? No. Okay. What about you, Ed? Do you have any ideas? Ed, we're going to go back to you now. Yeah. The only thing that I was thinking of, and I think we kind of touched on it earlier, but was um, just getting more games with Couch Co-op again. Mm. Um, yep. And I think that goes back to kind of the general theme of this discussion of you know just making it easier or more fun to play either in person or or see those people you know just better communication and connection amongst gamers yeah which i do have to say my girlfriend and i were playing uh it takes two again last night and again she's absolute garbage at video games she knows that but we had the entire couch co-op experience which was super awesome because like as we're sitting there and she can't figure out how to double jump and dash i'm just like 
AAX, AAX. We get done with the boss battle, like literally high fived each other. And we never high five because that's weird. Like, what kind of couples do that? But yeah, we get done with this boss battle. There was a high five and just kind of like, that was awesome. She's like, I tried really hard. And I'm like, I know you did. You kicked all the ass. Nice. That's nice. awesome. Um, yeah. And I the first thing she said when she woke up this morning was, Remember when we beat up that angry toolbox last night? And I was like, Yep, that was pretty <laughs> nice. rad. Nice. See, that's awesome. I mean, that's really cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I'm I mean, I think that you all have really good ideas. I don't really have anything to add to that. I think one thing that um I'm surprised, well, they're starting to now, I guess. Uh we'll see what happens with the Netflix gaming piece, but I was a little surprised that Netflix didn't jump on to the whole um gaming and community type thing, right? So like how popular Twitch is and how people like watch people play games and then like, you know, chat back and forth and like build a community that way. I was a little surprised that actually, first of all, Netflix or any other streaming services doesn't do that with like even movies. Um, but now they're moving into the gaming community. I wonder, I wonder if they'll do like a community type thing where you can watch somebody play a game on Netflix and then have people watch that together. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I it's I do think that this whole idea of community is so interesting and just like playing games with other people now. So interesting, especially with, you know, the fact that we've been separated for so long, right? Like, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I do like the idea of having better uh, ways of connecting with people in games. So I'm going to tack onto that. Like another thing that my girlfriend said the other day, we might've been sitting at the, we were sitting at the bar cause you know, it's what we do. And we were talking about the trip that I just got back from and how I spent day and a half in Cincinnati with Carrington and Kyle and then hung out with you for dinner as well. And she's just like, it's pretty insane that you guys are all as close as you are having met through video games and just all via headset. Like the fact that you guys have actually formed these bonds and have like good, deep, meaningful conversations and want to spend time with each other in real life, like really says something about the bond of video games and what happens throughout the course of gaming. And when you're just grinding with somebody through games and just playing mm -hmm. with each other, like I've had late night conversations with almost all of you guys about some real life shit. And I, like, I appreciate that. And I appreciate what this community is when it's not the terrible community that it can be. Yeah. You know, I think it's, it's similar to like when I was in high school, uh, I had friends, but they, you know, we were a very small like group of people, right? Because of the fact that like we had our our likes like weren't a lot of people didn't like the same things we did, right? So and and to find people that had the same likes that you had, especially in a small school, it was really hard. Then you go to college, well, at least at Steve's point, and it's like, holy crap, there's so many people that have very similar interests as me. Like, this is awesome. And I think the same thing with the gaming community, right? Like all of you. I get along with so well because of the fact that we have something in common, which is the gaming thing. Right. And uh, I don't know. I, yeah. I mean, you guys are like, I say, I say this every week, like, you know, my co-hosts and good friends, cause you are my good friends, right. You guys mm -hmm. are like, I confided to you guys and I like chatting with you all. And, and I like the fact that we're building a community and it's fun. Right. So yeah, I mean, I agree. Gaming can be a terrible place sometimes. Like it gets some bad rap because of just some people that are real jerks in the community. But there's also some real positive things too in the community too. So, I mean, even even the fact that like, you know, I started a new job and that's how Chris and I even connected, right? Because because of my gaming, uh, liking of gaming and stuff. And same with Matt and, and Candace too, right? Like 
yeah, I just think that's awesome. So, all right, listeners, if there's something that you think that you think should be added to the uh, gaming world or where you think the next addition to gaming may be, send us a tweet at GamerHeads PC or you can go online at GamerHeadsPodcast.com and leave us a message there. You can also send us an email at info at GamerHeadsPodcast.com and we would read your responses on the air. All right, so let's go into the games that we're currently playing um, and we'll start with you, Chris. Sure. What games are you currently playing? So I have a couple. The first one is The Sense, and, I, and I'm pretty sure you guys talked about it a couple weeks ago. Um, I'm starting to get back into it. Now I think an update came out, and there was some glitches on the Xbox, not Series X, um, where it would tell me my graphics card doesn't have enough memory, or it would kick me out of multiplayer games. Um, but Ooh. I think that's all fixed now, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Um, but it is a four-player RPG game, kind of in the cyberpunk uh, arena, I guess. Um, and it's pretty fun. You can play couch co-op or you can play online. Uh, I wish I wish you can mix the two, but that's not the case in, in this world. So I'm trying to get my wife to play, you know, just like Phil. Or I'm sure all of us uh, that have wives or girlfriends, we try to get them to play video games when we can. Uh, but then I also want to play with you guys and we got it to work once because uh, I have two Xboxes where my wife and I played uh, with Matt and another friend of ours. Um, and it was really fun until uh, my Xbox overheated or something like that and told me my graphics was not good enough. <laughs> so, oh my God. Yeah, it was crazy. Did it like three times. So, but hopefully that's fixed. Wow. Original or series? It was uh, it's the Xbox One S. Okay. Huh. I thought it would be all right. You know, it's not the original, but that's not the case. Um, I did take it apart <laughs> and take out all the dust out of it and cleaned it and put oh, it back boy. together. Um, so I'm hoping that that did not solve this issue because I did have it happen a couple times after, but it's not uh, oven anymore at least. Mm. <laughs> um but can can you play can you play coach couch co-op and online at the same time you can't right no it's one or the other um so luckily i had two xboxes so when i can convince my wife to play we can still play together and play with you guys yeah yeah but it's a fun game it's great i recommend it um as long as they fix that glitch yeah uh yeah it's great yeah it's interesting that they allow for online um, or couch, but not both. I don't know. It yeah. seems like old. That seems like, you know, I mean, Mario Kart was doing that back in the Wii. So, like, mm-hmm. it's just weird to me to think that they don't allow that. But Does it not yeah. even do it if you set up, like, a guest account for her to play under? Yeah, it, does, it doesn't let you. Once you're in couch co-op, it doesn't, allow, it doesn't have an online feature anymore. What if you went to try. online first and then set up a guest account, though? Then it only allows one person to log in. Oh, that's dumb. Yeah, we <laughs> we tried multiple ways. Hmm. So weird. But yeah, that's but it, it's and I don't know if you guys talked about this, but it does have the way what makes it different is it does use levels, right? So like if I'm ducking, I'm shooting lower and I can shoot over objects or I can um 
like fully stand and then shoot over taller objects as well. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty fun. Cool. Um, what else are you playing? Uh, the other game is Heavy Metal Machines, oh. which is free, I think, on all consoles. Oh. Or yeah. at least Xbox, it's free, and it's not part of Game Pass. Um, okay. But it's it kind of reminds me of the old arcade game Off-Road. Yes, okay. I'm in. Right? Yeah. Except you have abilities that allow you to shoot um, other cars. It's four on four. Um, there's a ball in the middle playing field and you have to collect the ball and take it to your zone to score. Oh. Uh, and then the other team is obviously trying to steal the ball away or blow you up and take the ball to their zone. And then there's multiple uh, types of cars. I think there's like 20 of them that all have their own abilities. So you learn how to use that car um, or that machine, I should say. Uh, and then there, there's some that are just like support class where all you're doing is healing uh, the person with the ball or someone huh. with the ball or your team. Um, and then there's, you know, heavy classes where it's just machine guns and, you know, explosions. So it's, it's very strategic. Um, but yeah, it's really fun. I recommend it to all of you guys. So it's a free game. How do they, how do they make their money? Is it, is this microtransactions? Yeah. So like okay. you get cars, but then if you want to get like the best looking one or a okay. specialty car, um, you can pay money for that. But everything else is based on leveling up using a certain vehicle for so long, you get a up, a, you know, level three of that vehicle. Yeah. And then you're able to purchase uh, cooler skins. So, okay. So it's just cosmetic that you're buying those? Yeah. Not... It's like, yeah, your picture, you know, okay. your icon and, and the fr just like um, Rocket League, like the yeah. frame around your icon mm -hmm. and the icon you have to purchase. Okay. But, you know, minor things. It's, it doesn't affect one player over another player. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. It looks really cool. Um, yeah. That's certainly in how many, you said four on four. Is that what it is? It's four and four. Yeah. yeah. It, it, another thing I noticed that a lot of games are doing is they're forcing you to do like a practice mode for mm -hmm. so many levels. Um, this one being like 25, you have to play online, 25 games online, and then you're able to do a ranked after that. Okay. So, I, you know, it's just a way of separating the uh, good players from the bad, right? Yeah. The beginners. So yeah. Don't get killed right away and yeah. I get frustrated. Yeah. Have yeah. Have some training wheels for a while. Yeah. I'm glad we've got the video up of this at the same yeah. time. Because this actually yeah. this kind of looks like Rocket the the Rocket League mode um, where you get uh, whichever the one where you get the stickies yep. on you. Oh yep. Oh yeah. It yeah, looks yeah. like that. It looks like that mode meets RC Pro Am. Yeah, I was gonna say the same yes. thing. It looks like RC Pro Am for sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, RC Pro Am. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And what you can see here also, like you can see there's those yellow zones on the side mm -hmm. where you could actually go through, but if you have the ball, you cannot. So that's how oh. the other players can catch up to you because oh. eventually you do get take the lead. There's all these little shortcuts that the other players can uh catch up to you. Oh well, looks cool. Yeah, it looks very cool. Yep. Yeah, I'd I'd, play, I'd be down to play that. That that's looks fun. So fun. I love it. Very nice. Cool. Anything else? No, that's it. Nice. Um, what about you, Mike? What have you been playing? Uh, I've only been playing, uh, well, aside from my usuals, I'm not going to get into. I've, I've been playing a new game that just came out last week, and I was so excited about this game because it's been like six or seven years since the game came out. Has it been? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Something like that. Uh, anyways, I have been playing Axiom Verge 2. Oh, yeah. 
And oh my God, if there is any game where you buy the best headphones that you can afford and pop mm-hmm. those in and listen to that music, this I think this is the first game where I've actually had the music louder than the sound effects okay. in the settings. Nice. Um, it's uh, it's it's man, it's so good, and it's and it's made by one guy. Uh, it's it's a Metroidvania game. Uh, whereas, and he made some changes from the first Axiom Verge. So if you haven't played the first Axiom Verge, you absolutely should. It's, it's mm-hmm. an amazing game. Um, but whereas the first Axiom Verge is kind of like a, um, like a Metroid, um, like, or, or, or Contra where you're doing a lot of shooting, um, Axiom Verge 2 is more like close combat. Okay. So while the gameplay still kind of remains the same, uh in terms of you know search search for new areas you know get upgrades things like that find new areas um you also it's a lot more the the type of gameplay is a lot different because you've got that close encounter where it's it's melee is your is your um primary weapon Hmm. um the one thing i will say and i maybe it's me but it could be everyone else uh the storyline is very confusing uh <laughs> that's how it was with the first axiom verge i just smiled and i nodded and i'm like okay <laughs> keep moving forward i guess yeah uh but it gets pretty crazy it's really tough like a lot of those types of games it's it's very difficult at first when you're still really weak um but it's uh I, i'm really enjoying it so far so if you like Metroidvania's uh, amazing smooth 2D animation, um, well well balanced level design, definitely look at Axiom Verge 2. But before you do that, play Axiom Verge 1. Um, the good thing about this, at least in terms of the uh, between 1 and 2, it's, it's, uh, it's a totally different story, but it takes place in the same universe. So you don't t- technically have to play one to understand the other. Okay. Are you playing that on the Switch, or where are you playing that? Yeah, it only released on the Switch in the Epic Game Store. Oh, it did. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. I need to play the first one. I haven't played the first one. Yeah, it's 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 a lot of fun. It really is. I I really really enjoy it. My son, I bought it for my son. He didn't know it came out, so I bought I bought the game for his Switch, and I also bought it for mine. Hmm. And uh, he uh, he he came to me like two hours later. He's like, "I'm stuck. I cannot get play, uh, past this part. The game is broken. I can't." I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, "Welcome to the world of Metroidvania." <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. That's, <laughs> that's true. That's awesome. Very cool. Uh, anything else, Mike? That is all. Uh, Carrington, what have you been hey, playing? Hey, hey. So I'll get the usuals out the way. You know, MLB The Show 21, still doing a bang-out job in the minor leagues. What can I say? I hate this game sometimes. Uh, But Phil did help me out because I did say about how in the career mode, I said it's taking me a long time to go up to the big leagues, so to speak. And he said, oh, yeah, I know people that are in the minors for like four or five years in the game before they get called up. I'm like, oh, then I don't feel like a complete piece of garbage then so i am currently in year three i think so um my my dude is doing very well at the moment (laughs) but it's also weird to see how like a lot of the reds players that i love are no longer on the reds in the game so it's just kind of like well (laughs) whatever phil (laughs) so it's just it's you know it is what it is i'm just trying to make it up to the professionals at this point um, played Rocket League the other day for the first time in 
God knows how long. And, you know, I suck at that game. It That game takes... <laughs> you drug us down, you. man. I know, I know. Killing it, then you jumped in. I was going to say, that game requires... It requires you to continue playing that game to have some sort of skill still, you know. Anyway. Um, so... I will say this real quick. I've been playing a lot of Hades now that's on Game Pass. Just mention that real quick because mm. uh, Michael's talking about Metroidvanias. That game is fantastic. I cannot speak highly enough about the game. I love it so much. Uh, not, no, it's not a Metroidvania. Sorry. It's a roguelike. <laughs> Mike, <laughs> have you Mike's played face. it? Have you played it yet, Mike, or no? Uh, so, funny story. <laughs> no. No, <laughs> <laughs> it is not a Metroidvania. I'm sorry. It is a roguelike game. I keep hearing good things. I do- It's on Game Pass. I downloaded. I've got the physical copy for the Switch still wrapped nice. up. I'll get to it eventually. I will say this, like mm-hmm. as far as like roguelikes go, it's probably up there as one of my favorite roguelike games because like yeah. every time it doesn't kill me within five minutes, which is the problem I have with most roguelike games. Like I'll start playing and die within the first five minutes. This didn't happen. Like I got. I wouldn't say I got really far, but from where I, I'm regularly getting to now, I almost got to the first boss on my first try. Like it's it's but I wouldn't say it's easy either. But it's like every time you die, I'm just like, I can keep going and you unlock something yeah. new every time. And at that point, it's just like, all right, I got this new thing. I got to play again. I got to do another run just to see how far I can get. And each weapon is unique and and uh, the power-ups are insane and awesome. Like, I love just buying new upgrades just to see what they do. Um, yeah, this game is incredible. I I can't believe I waited this long to play it. Yeah. Even though it's been out, what, like a year? Yeah. Yeah, no, I think I think the other thing, too, that I find really fascinating with this game, being a roguelike, um, is the fact that the story, like, every time you do a run, there's a new piece of the story that unlocks. Like, to me, I think that's so amazing. Uh, and that's not easy to do because you you know with a mm-hmm. rogue like you don't know how far they're going to go you don't know uh if they're going to suck and die within like the first five minutes right but like every run that i've done it's like whoa like something else happened yeah uh, when i went back to 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 hell right like mm-hmm. and and i just ah uh, it's such a good it is such a good game so what's me a your big favorite part of it too is oh, go, ahead. go ahead i was just gonna ask what is your favorite god so far mm, both okay. favorite god that i yeah. like, talk to well like uh gives you the gifts like mm. it gives you the gifts um at the moment what's the water god poseidon that's my favorite Poseid- yeah yep. between mm. poseidon and the green one the one that with the arrows oh yeah uh armenes or Ar- Ar- artemis achilles, but it's not achilles yeah artemis artemis, artemis? is that artemis? artemis okay yeah, yeah between those two because yeah. their power those powers are super helpful every so single good. time not, not yeah. aphrodite like not Aphrodite. <laughs> She's my favorite. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Roger, your thirst is showing. Yeah. <laughs> when she showed up for the first time, I'm like, ooh, new powers. I'm like, oh, what kind of get um yeah. they're all fine. They're okay. They're fine. Yeah, her powers are not that great. But uh like all the gods though, I will say, like all the artwork is just so fantastic mm-hmm. with, with this game. Um Zeus that is pretty cool is too. Just mm-hmm. mind blowing in my opinion. Oh my gosh, yeah. So Carrington, you interviewed um the, the person, guy who made the music yeah the guy that made the music right dallas is that his, is that his name uh, i cannot remember his name off the top of my head give me one second but we did interview him back when bastion, oh, what, right 
What thing was it? Bastion at the time? Yeah, I think it was Transistor. No, it was Bastion. <laughs> it was one of those two. <laughs> it was Bastion. No, I'm pretty sure it was Bastion. I'm pretty sure it was Bastion, because Darren Corb is his name. Darren Corb, yeah. Um, Very cool guy. Yeah. So he yeah he did the music for this game. Did he do the the music mm-hmm. for a trans Transistor too? Trans. Yep. Did Every really? Supergiant games. Every Supergiant. Okay. okay. Yep. Uh, I, I will say like that's one of the coolest things about that game and any, any of their super giant games the music is so good so good um i listen to the bastion soundtrack quite often it's so good so same same um i'll, I'll mention real quick i've been playing Splitgate a lot as well Ooh, halo plus portal so had a baby it is yeah i did not think i was gonna like that game and then i'm like this game's amazing <laughs> yep. i was watching some um so xbox was streaming that uh and I watched a little bit of their their gameplay of it. Yeah, it looks really good. I mean, yeah, it looks a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Um, I was expecting because like Call of Duty is very fast, along with like Quake like games. I I feel like that's like the direction most first person shooters are going right now. It's just super fast paced, and this is not that. So if you mm-hmm. love Halo, because Halo has much more slower pace to it when it comes to like encounters and things like that, you have time. If someone gets on you you have time to, to react and recover and and kill the person was call of duty quake things like that you don't have that time to kind of recover if mm. someone gets the jump on you or a split gate i like being able to get the jump on people and and i have no idea how that encounter is going to go it can go either way it's a 50 50 shot mm. so this is a free-to-play game too yep free-to-play um it has a battle pass type system okay. to it, so that's how they make their money. Okay. Um, I haven't bought it yet because I haven't really spent. I, I spent pretty much the entire last weekend playing this game, and wow. subsequently the following two days also because I was off Monday and Tuesday. So lucky you. I, I spent those four days um, pretty much playing Splitgate wow. when I wasn't at the Reds game on Monday when they beat the Cubs. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> um, so. Chris, are you still playing this game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We actually played it last night, Matt and I. Nice. Uh, and you're playing on Xbox. Are you playing on yep. Xbox too, Carrington? Um, I am playing it on PC. I okay. tried it on Xbox. Um, controller wasn't doing it for me, so I switched to mouse and keyboard. I'm like, yep, this is much more what I need. Uh, and is it crossplay? Yep. Okay. Cool. Very nice. Anything else? One game that you and I talked. Were, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, let's bring it up. Co, talk about if it's just twelve minutes. Yeah, we're gonna give it twelve minutes right now. <laughs> you're gonna do a twelve-minute review of twelve minutes. Yeah, that's that's right. so on the note. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, yeah, talk um, about it. Yeah. So, as soon as it was available for me to play on Xbox, downloaded it, beat it. I, I, I rolled credits. How's this? I rolled the credits. But I had to look up how to do that. So I will put that up. I had to look up on how to make sure the credits rolled. Um, this game is incredible. If you love story-driven games, the acting is phenomenal, which is what keeps the story going. Because yeah. you've got James McAvoy, Daisy Ridley, and Willem Dafoe, and those three literally carry the entire game. Yeah. I mean, Yeah. <laughs> The, the cool okay so the premise of the game is that you your main character is in a time loop um and and what happens is that police show up or a police officer shows up at your house accuses your wife of murder and in that process uh 
your character typically dies and then he wakes up and does it all over again. But he's the only character that knows what's happening. Everybody else is not in that time loop. I mean, they're in the time loop, but they don't understand. They don't realize they're in a time loop, right? Um, and what's fascinating about this game and the acting and just even the, the attention to detail that's in this game is the acting, the voice acting, like will change as you play through the game, mm-hmm. as you play through the loop. And one thing that um, Lewis told me that when he was building the game, your character gets handcuffed and thrown down to the ground. Um, he said he changed it. He had to think about like, well, the third time this happens to you, you're not going to, when you get thrown down to the ground, it's going to be different than the first time you're thrown down on the ground. So he like thought about those types of details as he was making this game. It's so unreal. And you you can do anything in this game. You can, you can click anywhere. You can do anything. Like I was asking him like, so if I wanted to just like grab a bunch of dishes and do, yeah, you can do whatever you want. Like, yeah, you can pretty much do, you have 12 minutes. <laughs> you yeah. can do whatever you want. So, uh, yeah, it's that is something I, I definitely noticed about how different, because there was one, I was pretty deep into it, right? Trying to figure out what to do next. Um, I'm like, all right, let me try this thing really quick. Because I don't want to spoil it at all. And everybody, when I tried it the second time around, everyone reacted differently, like completely differently. And I'm like, whoa, now I have to account for this possibly happening, me trying to recreate a very specific thing to try and do something that I needed to do. Um, it was, that was mind blowing to me. Yeah. Because you're trying to figure out what is going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause, cause you know, your wife is accused of, of murder. So you're trying to figure out like what, what is happening here. And you're also trying like it. I don't know if you have to, but at least I've been trying to convince my wife that the, I'm in a time loop uh, when I play it. And I did the last time I played it, I did convince her that I'm in a time loop and she was like, holy crap, like I'm believing you. And it was crazy. It was it's this game, though, is super intense. It's not it's a yeah. thriller. It's not it's not like a horror game, but it's certainly a thriller. And every time I play it like serious, like my blood pressure, I could feel it going up because this game is so intense. I uh, it's on Game Pass right now. So if you have Game Pass, like you have to play this game. Absolutely. Absolutely. And getting even before unlocking the credits, because unlocking the credits, it's only maybe an extra two or three minutes scene after that. But like before then, when you get the entire story of how the murder itself unfolds and how and who did it and who's involved in it, I was I sat there for a minute. I'm going to be honest. And because like I, I paused it for a second before like the next loop happened and I'm like, Oh my God, what just happened? And it's like, it's mind blowing and it fits everything. Everything fits. Um, it's so engaging and so just, just play the game. Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you, you, in the second half of this show, um, we get into more of like the in-depth behind it of like what, um, you know, what his thought process was and, and how he, he built this game out. Like, I'm very excited for for people to hear. Uh, if you haven't heard the interview before, um, I'll, I'll put it again at this. But such he is and he's such a nice guy, too. Like, it was just such a great interview and great chat with him. So very cool. Everybody should play that game for sure. Um, Anything else, Carrington? That's it. Okay. That's it. Um, what about you, Phil? What have you been playing? <clears throat> 
classic throw clear. Um, outside of the usuals, which I'm just going to briefly mention, of course, MLB The Show, PGA Tour, and I've been dabbling in Rocket League again, as Carrington was saying. I saw a game listed on Game Pass that kind of piqued my interest, and it's called Recompile. Maybe it's Recompile. I'm not 100% certain. It was listed as a Metroidvania game, which piqued my interest because those are always a really good time. From what I'm gathering, and granted this is me, you don't pay I don't pay a lot of attention to the story in almost anything because I zone out really easily. You're playing as a virus invading a computer in a system that's been taken over. Mm. And your job is to retake back the system. Uh, it's a third person action adventure with a little bit of shooter and platforming going on, and it, it's got a very unique style to it. Mm. Where you're kind of like a blur of an animation and you're gaining powers as you go and discovering things. The world so far has been pretty open, yet semi-narrow at the same time, where you know what you're... Like, it's divvied up into levels. I got past the the first section, which was kind of your tutorial section. And I got into the second one, and now is where I'm kind of... It's really starting to open up a lot more as to of how you have to get this to unlock before you can get to this to get to this where the metroidvania aspects of it are really coming into play gameplay is pretty tight the camera's a little bit wonky at times where sometimes you'll fall off a ledge and not to your death because every time you fall you lose 10 percent of your health the gunplay isn't the tightest but i'm expecting that to improve as i get newer guns mm. soundtrack's pretty spot on but a lot of the story is told through either your person in your earpiece whose name is janice which intrigues me because i know what janice means or through like artifacts that you pick up throughout the course of the lands. Janice is like god of two-facedness, basically, like of talking out of both sides of the mouth. So I don't know if maybe you think you're there to do good, but it turns out you're doing bad, or if you think you're there to do bad, but you're actually doing good. I don't know. Um, but a lot of it's just found a lot of the rest of the story of what happened in the computer is just found through these little files slash orb things that you pick up that uh will give you small glimpses into what's actually happening. And it turns out that they created this AI that they're teaching how to become Intel more intelligent than the intelligence that's already there and mm. it's learning so again as more of the story unfolds i'll obviously know more of it but that's that's the game that i've been playing outside of my, my usual ones it's a uh, super unique looking yeah it looks really cool um yeah uh i yeah i don't know i think that i mean it's on game pass you said yep cool do you recommend it yet as of this point, it's worth at least dabbling with, but I can't necessarily say dive head head first into it and just go and throw three hours into it right away. It's mm. it's a it, it's it's tight, but it's not as tight as you would like a triple A would be. It's a little bit looser. Hmm. Uh yeah, I saw other people playing that too. That looked interesting. I'm I, I might pick it up, but so many games on Game Pass right now. It's like so many. It sounds, I know it sounds bad, but that's like a first world problem, but there's so many good games up there right now. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, very cool. Anything and we else? haven't even hit holiday yet. No, we haven't. That's true. And, and no, I think that's, yeah, well, I guess I played a little yeah. bit of something called The Art of Drift, but I wasn't super impressed with that. Oh, so I put it down right away. The controls on that were absolute garbage, so I just kind of shut it down. Yeah. Okay, I'm going <laughs> I played five minutes of the game. I thought the same thing, Phil. I was like, this, the controls are not great. And I no. instantly removed it from my Xbox. I wanted to like it because Me I too. like racing games. I like driving. I like drifting and all that kind of stuff. But it, uh, it just, it 
doesn't play even remotely close to tight. I get it. You're supposed to be yeah. drifting in on dirt roads and stuff, but man, I can do better than that in real life. Yeah. I, I saw, uh, I read a review and they're just praising it up and down. And I was like, Ugh, I don't know. I felt the same way. Phil. I'm glad that you felt the same way. Cause I was like, maybe there's something wrong with me. Cause I just feel like the controls are not great. I mean, I was drunk when I was playing it. So there's that. <laughs> mm. I, I was not. And I still felt the controls were terrible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything else? Nope. Ed, what have you been playing? Um, not a lot. I uh, I was out of town this past week and weekend, so not a lot of video game playing. But uh, after a discussion last week, um, I actually piqued my interest back in Portal. So I downloaded Portal nice. 2, and I've been playing Portal 2. Um, Portal 3 is like the game I've been waiting for my entire life, or at least since I've played Portal 2. Yeah, um, It's one of my favorite games of all time, and it holds up. Um, you know, I still get kind of drawn into it and just want to beat that next level. And so, yeah, it's been a good kind of just kick back and play an old game and have some fun. Have you heard of a game called Splitgate? <laughs> I, well, that's why I got uh, interested in Portal. Yeah. yeah or re-interested yeah yeah uh i'm sad to admit this i've never played portal or portal 2 i'm sorry what yeah i know Ridiculous. i know you know Roger. why though because Roger. because the systems that i played didn't have portal or portal 2 yeah they did yes they playstation did, did playstation yes. have portal? It yes. did? definitely on the orange the box, orange box. Or whatever the hell they called that the orange box yeah, yes. it had Half Life yeah. One, Two, Portal, and Team Fortress. Okay. Uh, and it was on both PlayStation it, and Xbox, so you don't have an excuse. No excuse. Yep. Find a new true. one. Um, I was poor. <laughs> it was twenty dollars. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Damn it! I have no excuses. No, I. You know, it's funny because my wife and I were also making a list of like classic movies that like we feel like we should watch right like everybody's like oh you have to watch this you have to watch this and like i feel like i had to make a list of classic games that i need to play that everybody else is like you play like played play you know and i played a lot of weird games and i'm going to talk about a weird game that in just a moment here uh but i really should probably go back and play some of the classics yes phil roger roger one you should play portal one and two on stream okay. also they are not very long games at all like no. you can probably beat both of them in probably a day okay all right phil yes uh is killer clowns from outer space on your list of movies you should go back and watch <laughs> i actually have seen that movie yes yeah so that is yes mike is the people under the stairs on your list of movies Ooh. that you have to watch? Uh, I have seen that movie too, actually. So, yes, yes, <laughs> Is Attack of the Killer Tomatoes on your list of movies to watch? I've seen that movie too. Uh, awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't even want to admit the movies that I that I'm, is on my that are on my list that I have not seen. Just one. <laughs> Just give us one. Do you really want to know? This is so bad. Yeah. Give us a give us a big Absolutely. one. This is yeah. a big one. Okay, and I'm embarrassed to admit this. I've never seen the movie Godfather. Did wow. I? Oh, you haven't either? Wow. Okay. Oh, Same not here. interested. Do you have any either, Mike? Okay. Oh. Shock. Yeah. Yeah. My wife, my wife was like, <laughs> Phil's leaving. <laughs> <laughs> my wife, you know, because we have we have um Peacock and my wife said, 
it's on Peacock. We should probably watch this movie. Like it's one of these, you know, like classic movies that I feel like I should watch because of the fact that it's, you know, in this, you know, pantheon of classic movies. I just haven't seen it. I haven't watched it. I have watched Blade Runner, though. Isn't that a classic movie? That I've yeah, yeah, seen Blade Runner. That's a classic. All right. So with you guys being a bunch of non-Godfather <laughs> watchers, can I ask who here has seen Titanic? No, I haven't seen Titanic. I was going to raise my hand yeah. out of just like... Sadly. Mm-hmm. Sadly. <laughs> Trash human beings. It's what all of you are. <laughs> have you seen it, Phil? Titanic? I have never seen it. Not a second. I've never seen it either. Hey, Except, okay, 30 seconds of a trailer. Um, the Boat Sinks. If you didn't know, spoiler. Watch it. Yeah, spoiler. seemed a little too upcoming. <laughs> I've seen Thumbtanic from the creator of Jimmy Neutron and Kung Pao. Oh, that is good. <laughs> a, a classic. That is a yep. classic. Uh, is he the same person that did Thumb Wars? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, he is. Okay. Uh, anyway, Ed, anything else you would play? <laughs> <laughs> We can move went on. The rail. <laughs> we went from yeah. Portal to The Godfather. Let so that be wars. known. Thumb Wars. <laughs> I have not played the game Godfather either. Uh, I did. I have not play- you have? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it true to the movie? <laughs> no. Okay. It's actually a pretty, it's, I shouldn't say it's a bad game. It's an okay game, but it's an open world sandboxy type of game, which oh, okay. I will play each and every time. Okay. Uh, so for myself, then the games I've been playing, so I won't talk about 12 minutes because we already talked about 12 minutes, but that game is really good. I'm just going to reiterate, go play it. If you have game pass, there's no reason that you shouldn't be playing this game. Like you need, you need to play this game. Um, the other game that I've been playing is a little game called boyfriend dungeon. So nice. Has, Very nice. Have you even heard of this game? I've heard of it. I haven't played it. I've okay. downloaded it, but I haven't played it. It's also on Game Pass. I have fantasies like this. So there's no reason Same. that any of you can't be <laughs> playing this either. Uh, so the premise of the game is that you are a... Uh, your protagonist moves into this town to... I think it's called Venice Beach. I think that's what... I think that's the town you're moving That's into. a real town. It's a real town, yes. And, uh, and then you are... Uh, your cousin lives there. And... He has a um, <laughs> just laughing at the at the uh, video here. Uh, he has a mission to get you hooked up with somebody. All right. So and the people that you're hooking up with are weapons. So people can turn certain people are can turn into weapons. And some of you are wielders. So my character is a wielder, like the person you play is a wielder. And then the characters you meet are typically weapons. Not everybody's a weapon. Um, and then you level up your weapon by going on dates with them. And by the way, that girl right here that's up here right now, she's like, she's like my Valerie. She's like my love of my life in this game. Not uh, Isaac. Not not Isaac. Uh, oh, come on. Yeah, bro. no, not not Isaac. Um, so so yeah, so you go on, you you dungeon dive with the weapon and you level up with them and you get different materials that you can craft different things. So you can craft like hats and shirts and Hats and shirts, I think, are the only two clothing you can. But then you can also craft gifts that you can give to the dates. So you can go on dates with these people. And then it unlocks different stories with them as well, which is really cool, actually. I, I think that actually is a very cool uh, aspect of, of the game, that you the, the learning about the different characters, because it's really well written. This game is getting a little flack, though. When you start up the game, one of the first things that comes up is says, hey, uh, 
<laughs> this game uh, can trigger some uh, some feelings in people. Uh, there are people that stalk you in this game and mm. and constantly stalk you in this game. And then also uh, you will get texts from your mom and you can turn off the text from your mom. And um, I will say probably turn off the text from your mom. They're just like weird. Your mom's just like, I love you, honey. I hope you're having fun. I hope that you're finding dates. Be- you know, well, this is weird. She's weird. Um, but there is a character in this game. I'm not going to say the name of the character because I don't want to give it away. So, well, I don't know. I don't know if I do want to give it away or not. Um, this character's bad. I mean, at first I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. Like, I'm, I'm sure it's not terrible. It is really bad. Like, this character will show up at one of your dates and then text you and say, that didn't, didn't go well, did it? And then he'll drop off flowers at your house and you're like, and I text him, I was like, leave me alone, leave me alone. And he's like, oh, you like it, honey, don't you? And I'm like, no, I don't actually. Leave me alone. Um, and it gets really, really, really bad, I guess. Like, and you can't, uh, ignore it. You, if you want the game to go forward, you have to interact with this guy. Like he's part of the story, um, hmm. which is which the creators are getting a little bit of flack for. One that um, the the warning wasn't <laughs> wasn't as uh, direct as what people wanted it to be, um, and then secondly, the guy that did the voice of this character is getting death threats now. Which is crazy. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, the gameplay itself is fantastic. It's really good, actually. The gameplay is really, really, really good. It reminds me a little bit of Hades, actually, because you get different weapons and you, you know, keep going down lower and lower into the level until either you say, I'm going to go back um, or uh, you die. Um, And then you go back to your apartment and then you uh, can go on dates with, you know, different people and such. but I will say, like, the yeah, the the guy that that uh, that harasses you, it's 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 pretty bad. Harassing. Uh, what was that? It's harassing. It's harassing. Yeah, he's like constantly in your face. There was one scene where I took my date to a barbecue, and he shows up and like just is a real jerk and just like it's creepy. He's really creepy. Um, and. You know, and I, I mean, I think for me, like I, I, so I will admit, I did have a stalker in college, but I never felt threatened by the stalker. Like she called me like three or four times a day and my roommates would finally say, you need to talk to her. Like you need to tell her you're not, <laughs> you're not interested. Uh, and then I actually asked one of my friends to act as my girlfriend. So to convince this person not to bother me and it didn't stop this person from bothering me, but I never felt like. I was ever in danger, right? Like, um, and then uh, when I was in the dorms, there was one guy that was also on staff. And this is this is where I think it can get really creepy. Uh, so the guy, he thought it'd be really, he liked this girl and he thought it'd be really sweet if he, when she was off the class, he grabbed the key to her dorm room because we all had access access to everybody's keys because in case somebody locked themselves out we had to get the keys he unlocked the dorm room and waited for her to come back from from her class with a dozen roses um so yeah so you know i can see i can see like where people will be like holy crap this is like this triggers some like thoughts and stuff like that so uh 
but yeah, it's boyfriend dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> question, question. Yes, yes. So you met, you mentioned that Valerie was your favorite, but yeah. it's called boyfriend dungeon, which is your yeah. favorite of the boys. The of the main. boys? Yes. Um, I like the pop star. I can't think of her, uh, of his name. Okay. Um, but he is like a laser. So he's like a lightsaber. So he's pretty cool. I, I'm not a big fan of Sunder. He's kind of weird. Uh, and yeah, so that's that character that's showing up right now. Um, the, the lightsaber is pretty cool. Uh, but the, the, one other thing I will say too, is like, I'm at this point now where I don't think I can progress any further. Cause I was just going on dates with Valerie and just trying to level up that character or that weapon, I should say. And now my point where they won't let me level her up until I level all their characters up, which I'm not a big fan of. I'm just like, if I found one weapon that I really like, and that's what I want to stick with, then I should just be able to stick with that weapon and just focus on that. But I feel like they're forcing me to try other uh, dates, date other people. <laughs> and they don't get mad. If you go on dates with other people, nobody gets mad at you. None of the characters get mad. They don't try to stab you in the back. No, they don't. <laughs> the other weird the other weird thing about this is, I mean, your protagonist gets lots of texts from a lot of different people that want to date you. That is not, that is, this character right here is my other favorite character. Um, you're asking about the guy. This is my favorite okay. character. Okay, okay. Um, there, I don't know. Maybe people, maybe, maybe this is different for other people. I've never had like five or six people texting me saying, I want to go on date with you when I was single. So I don't know. Like that seems unrealistic, but, uh, but also the characters don't really care if you date other people. They don't really care. In fact, the game forces you to. So welcome to 2021. I guess. I guess. <laughs> so did you choose the woman because she's a woman or because <laughs> that's the obvious choice because you're you know attracted to women obviously yeah uh or was it the weapon uh it was because it was a girl yeah okay yeah and then yeah. the funny the on the spectrum like yeah. the male you chose yeah seems to be more on what we you know the traditional female right oh, like very yeah feminine. At least what I'm seeing in based on this. Oh, there's another female here though. Yeah, so. I haven't seen her yet. I haven't met oh, her. Okay. Yet. Um, I assume it's a female. I can't really see, but uh yeah. Yeah, and, and you, you meet the different weapons when you go dungeon diving. So okay. like the farther you go down into a dungeon, the more you unlock. So um there's two dungeons. I'm on level ten of one of the dungeons. So and apparently there's a character, yeah, this one right here. There apparently is a cat as well. So apparently you can date a cat in this game. Nice. Which is interesting. Um, it just makes you a crazy cat lady. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I did. I did go on a date with another girl in the game, um, but she was not. Uh, she was not interested in me, and that's when the creepy guy was like, "That didn't go well, did it?" And I'm like, "You back off, man." Um, this is this character right here that's showing up, Rowan. I just unlocked Rowan, so. Uh, I, I will say like the gameplay and the stories are really, the story is actually really, really interesting. The, each character's story, like Valerie's story is really, really interesting. Um, and do you remember Mike and Phil, do you remember that game, the one night stand game we played? Mm -hmm. um, do you remember, like we all said this, like you kind of, I don't, I don't want <laughs> to sound bad, but you kind of got attached to that character or at least you, <laughs> you, right. Like none of us really went yeah, we were smitten. Yeah. 
yeah, we didn't want to leave. Like we didn't want to just like leave that next morning. Right. Um, it's kind of like this game a little bit. Like I feel like there's some characters that I'm like, Oh, like I, I, I'm, I don't want to say I'm attracted to them, but I'm like, I feel like, I feel they're like well written. they're well written. Yeah. That's the word I'm looking for. Carrington, you are laughing your head off over there. Says, though. Just quick question. Just quick question. Yeah. Yeah. What is this one night stand game you're referring to? Oh, for those of us who have no well idea. Well worth a playthrough. Seriously, it's well worth yeah. a playthrough. It's the a game's little really narrative good. tale about a one night stand. Uh, it was written by a gal in England, if I remember yeah. correctly. Mm-hmm. What's it called? And, uh, one night stand. One night stand. Oh, it's actually called one night stand. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And if you can find it for under five dollars, it's well worth your time, and you're gonna understand what we're talking about. Where like yeah. you kind of become a little smitten with a character that like you had a one night stand with and you yeah. have to play through to get like multiple endings to the game and to get the correct ending. But it was, it's, it was one of the better games that we did on the Nitty focus podcast. Yeah. Yep. Each it's, playthrough is only about 20 minutes or so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's super fast, but uh, you, it, I will say this, there were some options that you picked that made me feel like a real jerk in that game. <laughs> and there's some options to make you feel like she's a real jerk. That's true. That is also true. true. Yeah. This is it. This is the game. One night stand. Nice job, Garrett. Okay. Um, it is two ninety nine on Steam currently. Oh, you have to buy it, dude. Buy it seriously. Okay. It is buy like, it, play through it. It's it is like it is a game that uh, shows like anything. I got feelings like, for all over again just watching that. Yeah, I, was I like, know. Oh, I missed that girl. <laughs> right. Uh, that was that one night stand that got away. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we also learned that Roger was stalking somebody too. <laughs> <laughs> Over at the the, the coffee at, shop. At, at the coffee shop. Yeah. At the coffee shop. What? Yeah, you were oh, talking about the, this uh, one guy that you would... yeah. I didn't stalk him. He just walked by every day that I was at that coffee shop. That was not. I was not stalking him. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know if I should even. Sh- well, no. I'll just quickly share the story. So I used to live in a small town, and there was a coffee shop. And Saturday morning, I went there for some bagels, and uh, a guy walks by. <laughs> And he was wearing this shirt that said zero to horny in 2.5 beers. And I was like, oh, dude, oh, you like, okay, it's going to take a lot more beers for whoever you're hooking up with to feel the same way as you do, my friend. And then the next day I went there Sunday and sure enough, there he goes walking by same shirt on. And I was like, oh, dude, oh, I guess. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yes. Uh, okay so those are the games that i'm playing wow i didn't mean to keep going on that game but it's an interesting game i will say that if you have game pass um and you i i will say the gameplay is actually really really good um the story i will say if you have been stalked by people you you may want to consider maybe not playing this game because i i am a little worried that it would trigger um some feelings in people but but certainly something that if you're looking for something different, you should check it out. I'm intrigued. Um, all right, let's move on to uh, Phil. What is this? What is this segment called again? I don't know. I'm not even involved in this. Yes, games for Phil. Like, games for Phil is what this is called. Yeah, I thought that's it was right. Tales from the eShop. What the sh- <laughs> games for? I like that because that makes it sound like it's a charity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Start growing my beard out now to look homeless again. For only four ninety nine a day, you too can buy a game for games Phil. for Phil. And he's just gonna buy a six pack of beer instead. <laughs> this is truly all the games that we pick out are typically like four ninety nine. <laughs> so the game, so we we head off 
uh, last couple weeks. Um, but we're back in the game that we picked out a couple. Well, I shouldn't say we the game that Mike picked out a couple weeks ago. No, I was, was banned. Remember? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, out the Cotons. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Uh, is a game that is called Easy Flight Simulator. Mike, do you have the do you have the description up for that game by any chance? Uh, you know, I yeah. Uh... <laughs> I sure do. Well, here's the description of Easy Flight Simulator. Have you ever dreamed to take commands of fantastic planes like jet, super jumbo, cargo, or stunt plane? This game is a real flight simulator (laughs) with commands designed to be easily taken over at all age. Fly from cock... uh, Oops, not cock. Fly from checkpoints to checkpoints showing your pilot skills in different weather and time of the day conditions and complete all levels. If you always wanted to fly, but thought it was overcomplicated, this game will prove you can do it. You can do it. Just like that description. Yeah. yeah look at the Not look at overcomplicated. This. Look right. at this. The, the graphics look, don't look bad. Yeah, they look great. This game looks, this looks a lot like Flight Simulator, Microsoft yeah. Flight Simulator. This looks fantastic. Phil. Let's just pump the brakes a bit. It's like a step down from Microsoft Flight Sim, but it does look great. <laughs> it does. I mean, it's much better than I thought it was. Look at that. Yeah, absolutely. Like it does look better. Gadgets so, inside the cockpit. Yeah, we only, it's really great. Yeah, we only choose good games for Phil to play. That's right. <laughs> it's games for Very Phil. It's a charity. True. It's a charity. Yeah. Uh, so, Phil, how much was this game? Was it like five ninety nine or something like that? I think it was four ninety nine. Four ninety nine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I will give this, the the description some credit. There are four different planes that you can fly as, which all handle completely differently, and one of which is absolutely broken, unless it's my Joy-Con that was broken, but I didn't have problems with the other three planes, so uh, I don't think that was the case. That's just the feature of that that plane. Right, yeah, it's a stunt plane, <laughs> so when you pull back, you just do loop-de-loops all day, and you can't hit the F and checkpoint. Um, I can honestly say that I didn't make it past the first level in this game, there are 22 checkpoints in the first level. I'm just staring at this footage going, that's not the game I played. Um, <laughs> but it is the game that I played because those are the planes that are in the game. No, no that's Flight Simulator. That's See, like I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> not easy, Flight Simulator. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, whoa, that looks great. <laughs> I was like, there is no rendering on the side of the mountain where it all looks like mud until you're about to crash into it. There's no way it's the same effing game that I played. The old bait and switch. <laughs> Quite literally, too, with this. Shout out to Garrett uh, for showing the gameplay vids of everything talked stuff, about. <laughs> um, oh. So, like with most most flight games, your left controls your speed, your right analog stick controls your your movement, your pitch, and your yaw. I believe what they're called in technical flight terms. Uh, there is no in the cockpit view like we saw in the video. Um, it's all behind the plane. You can switch to four or five different angles. Uh, you can choose between flying it dawn, day, and dusk, which I didn't see too much of a difference in besides the amount of glare that's heading directly into your windshield. Oh, different uh, conditions of time. Yeah, there's three of them. They're there. Like yes. That didn't lie either. <laughs> but the planes don't turn at all all like i stalled out i couldn't even begin to tell you how many times just trying to slow down enough to make a turn happen and i've played a fair shake of flight simulator well not necessarily flight simulator games but like ace combats and your uh 
a lot of your your flight shooter this looks more like it this is the absolute pile of wonder <laughs> that i played uh it got to the point where i played with the stunt plane i couldn't get off the runway because the down on the right thumbstick didn't work um i did like the execution that the fact that there are wing or rings to fly through but uh like i said they're not easy turns to make i think the furthest i made it through was about 12 of those different rings I really hope this video gets close enough to show just how muddy that ambiance is or that atmosphere is as soon as you get close. Um, but it's broken. Like I said, when I was playing as a stunt plane, I tried to take off the one time it wouldn't take off. The second time I got up in the air and I, I went to turn to go hit the ring and dude just starts flying in like loop-de-loops the entire time. No, couldn't even pull out of it. Like I'd hit up to bring it back down again. It would kind of level out, but then I'd let back up and it'd just go woo back up in the air again. Um, can you bring up your your landing gears? Because this looks like you can't bring up your. No, landing. you can't bring up the landing. Oh the my god! The entire time. Well, that's why it's easy. You can land anywhere. <laughs> that's why you can't turn. You know. That's right. Exactly. That's also, why you can't turn? Yeah, the landing gear don't come up, but that's the first plane that you play as. There's four different ones. Um, this graphically, it really didn't look terrible. too bad, with the exception of the muddiness of it. It was it it was bad, man. This looks really bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're looking at it at full speed right now i don't know if there's oh more than God. one level because i didn't quite make it past the first level like i said but um i can't say that i would recommend this game to anybody can you all. can you say that you feel like you can fly a plane now though um no i feel like i learned more <laughs> about flying a plane playing ace combat and those are all fighter planes <laughs> and that's an arcade style game hell i learned more about flying a plane playing afterburn on the sega genesis back in 1992. <laughs> <laughs> Is this better or worse than Top Gun on NES? Worse. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's really bad. Can you I can land? At least complete, is, I can, can at least complete plane? levels. Uh, no, I don't. I landed it in the side of a mountain like six times, and then I gave up. <laughs> Have you ever landed a plane in Top Gun? Yes. Okay, me too. Wow, it's hard. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, not at all. Um, <laughs> this looks really. <laughs> Oh God, this looks so bad. Mm-hmm. Mike, I'm so sorry that you had to go and find this game. This, I am so sorry for you. It's, um, you know what? All is forgiven. Um, well, thank you for coming back and and being on the show. Because, like, yeah, I can't imagine what this is like to to find a game like this on the eShop. I mean, it's just that's. I I tried to fly down to Aberdeen and pick you up after your press conference, but I just hit the side of the mountain somewhere in between Minneapolis <laughs> and Aberdeen, South Dakota. Oh my God! Granted, uh, it didn't have any trees on it. It just kind of looked like somebody spilled a bunch of black and white paint all over the side of it. But I think it was a mountain. <laughs> Four ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Mike, do you have something picked out this week for? Do and Phil, I'm going to give you uh, a few options. Would no, you? I don't want options. Just tell me how to abuse myself. Oh no, no, no! Wait, no. wait, wait! Can we vote? Can we vote? I don't know, if you yeah. want, that's fine. Yeah, I like that. yeah, put it to a vote. All right. Well, I'm not going to say what the games are. All right. So okay. you, okay. we have to choose between a new release for 4.99, uh, a game that I'm curious to to see. For a dollar ninety nine, <laughs> and a game that I think is a little bonkers for two dollars and ten cents. So the game that you're interested in seeing for a dollar ninety nine, yes, like 
you're actually you actually think it looks cool or you're interested in it i, I i'm interested in seeing how it is yes okay okay Question. Can you read the descriptions? For yeah, yeah. Yes, that's we, what I was going to ask. Gonna yeah. ask. Well, if I'm reading the descriptions of each game, no title. then okay. then, um, then you'll know what it's... Okay, do you want the titles? Okay, so the new game, the game that came out this week, is called Metal Commando. Ooh. Ooh Metal Commando. Cool. Okay. Also known the, as game, piece. the game that... <laughs> the game that interests me is called woodle that's w-o-o-d-l-e woodle tree adventures deluxe mm. and the game that uh might be bonkers is a game called monument hmm. i think oh, i want to vote monument i'm gonna what was the second one i'm gonna do that one Woodle yeah, I'm tree, doing Woodle. 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 Woodle tree adventures just based don't on the name up pictures. the word don't Woodle. Look up, you know don't looking nope. up videos yet not Woodle sounds amazing to me. Ed, I was going with Monument. Yeah, have a tie. Okay, Garrett, you are you are the tiebreaker here. Garrett is producing the show. Garrett, what do you say? Third one was Monument, Garrett. I didn't hear the third one, so I'm going with Woodle Treehouse Adventure. <laughs> <Yeah>! <laughs> All right, Garrett, if you want to throw, if you want to put a video, I don't know, do we need a video up there or not? Or... Is there a video for this yet? It's I don't want to see right? what I'm getting well, into. Yeah, 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 yeah let's, let's see. Yeah, okay, no, let me describe not, it. Okay, you we'll do video next time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there it okay. is. There it is. All right. This so... doesn't look too bad so far. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> save the woodlands there's nothing wrong just so you know there's nothing i, I didn't see anything majorly wrong with the description but oh. save the woodlands before it's too late woodle tree adventures is an old school platform game with a catchy and unique art style you will find all the classical elements from the 90s games and new interesting ideas explore a total of eight worlds and save the lands with the magical water drops you'll find along your journey bringing back peace and balance and finally becoming the new hero Features eight immersive different worlds to explore, new items and clothing to unlock for Woodle. Run, jump, and special attacks are your abilities during the adventure. Vast 3D environments presented in smooth 60 frames per second. Mm. This is a deluxe version of the original game with a lot of new contents and improvements, which include a new original extra level, improvements to the camera movements, jumping mechanics enhanced for Woodle. The feeling of traveling around the world is refreshing and peaceful. If you want to relax, this is the experience for you, since both soundtrack and art style give a serene tone to the game. Even if you're not a fan of the genre, Woodle Tree Adventure is still worth considering just to witness the beautiful game world. Hmm. It doesn't look bad, and the description was good. Mm -hmm. I haven't looked at the video yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, this doesn't look terrible. I mean, it looks uh interesting. Yep. I'm just glad Phil's playing it, not me. You know, I'm just gonna. <laughs> the look that Phil just gave you. Isn't this where you feel bad for Mike because he has to read this stuff? It's true. Well, it's true. So, so, I've heard of that developer before, Chubby Pixel, because they made Suicide Guy, and that game's hilarious. Hmm. Broken, but hilarious. All right. Um, just just to let you know the other two games uh monument is yeah. uh is kind of like a quake or a doom style Ooh. game oh and metal commando is a um is a homage to metal slug oh that sounds kind of so. neat um cool well phil there you go i will be all about the woodle tree adventures yeah 
I think two of us should play the other two games. Oh, there you go. They're on the well, they might be on other systems, right? Oh, I'm sure if it's on the Switch, odds are it'll be on Steam as well. Yeah, probably cheaper. Except too. for Easy F and Flight Simulator. That's <laughs> <on the> <laughs> <laughs> Nowadays, let anything on the Switch. Um, cool. All right. So that wraps up the show. Again, the second half here will have the interview with Luis Antonio, creator of 12 Minutes. Um, but before we head out, let's go around and tell people how they can get a hold of us. And Chris, how can people get a hold of you? Uh, Chris at GamerHeadsPodcast.com. Nice. And Mike, how can people get a hold of you? You can find me on Twitter and on Twitch at TC Throwers. Uh, and we should say this here, if you don't mind. Can I plug this here? Is it okay if I plug this here? What are you trying to like get like like your computer plugged in someplace or something? Yeah, can I plug yeah, this in yeah, right you here? Can plug it Does in it anywhere. work? That's Does fine. it work? Yeah. Uh, no, not there. <laughs> uh, so, uh, controller throwers is coming back. Yes, right? we took our summer break, and the controller throwers will be back in September, first nice. week in, early September. So, yeah, be sure to join us for all the tomfoolery, skylarkings, and shenanigans. Nice. No skullduggery. No skullduggery. We, we, you know, we got to draw a line somewhere. Nice. And Carrington, how can people get a hold of you? At Desert Fury 90 or at Real Dudes Podcast or realdudespodcast.com. Nice. Uh, and Phil, how can people get a hold of you? You can reach me on Twitter at BNow23. And Ed, how can people get a hold of you? Email at uh, Edward at gamerheadspodcast.com or twitter at edward underscore o'keefe oh and do you want to plug again uh the destiny 2 yeah we're looking for some people to uh play a raid with us um on destiny 2 and so uh get a hold of us through one of the um, options we just went through um any one of us individually or the general at gamerheads pc twitter account um let us know you're interested and we'll get a hold of you and set up a time. Nice. Uh, and listeners, you can follow us on Twitter uh, at Gamerheads PC. You can also go online at GamerheadsPodcast.com and you can check out the show there. You can also check out other articles and such there too. And then finally, uh, you can go send us an email at info at GamerheadsPodcast.com as well. Um, yeah, on our site, we have quite a few, quite a bit of stuff going on, actually. we got lots of reviews going on. Um, episodes of this podcast and when the tc throwers come back there'll be episodes of that as well carrington have you guys recorded any new real dudes lately not yet but my brother and i are working on some stuff right now though to get back nice. into the recording space nice and i mean if you'd like that could also be on gamerheadspodcast.com too possibly um, we're working on some stuff that's uh not just like just real dude stuff like interviews and stuff nice oh so you never know Nice. Keep your eyes out. We're working on stuff. Nice. Uh, so, yeah. So, reach out to us. We'd love to hear uh, from you. All right. So, Chris, thank you so much for joining us this week. Yeah. And I also bought oh. Monument for Ed to try. So yeah. <laughs> thank you. I will no problem. It it's on Steam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, Mike, thank you so much for joining us this week. No problem. Uh, Carrington, thank you so much for joining us this week. You're very welcome. And this is always Vado still bangs. 
And Phil, thank you so much for joining us this week. Always. And Ed, thank you so much for joining us this week. For having me. Uh, and Garrett, thank you so much for producing the show. He does the behind the scenes for us. So he does a really good job and pulls up all those videos and does does so at the split second too. So that was really awesome. Nice job, Garrett. Thank you, guys. Good show. Thanks. And listeners, thank you so much for joining us and giving us a moment of your time. We really appreciate it. Like I said, if you like what you hear, said hit the sub- subscribe button if you're not already subscribed to the show and leave us a review. We want to hear what you have to say about the show too. Uh, stay tuned for the second half then with Luis Antonio. But until then, we come back every Sunday. So next time we're on the air will be uh, a Sunday, next week Sunday. So stay tuned for that. Stay safe and game on. And we'll talk to you in another week. See ya. So long. Yep. Take care, everybody. My guest is Luis Antonio. He is the creative director behind the upcoming game, 12 Minutes. Welcome to the show, Luis. Hey, Roger. Thanks for having me. Really happy to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on the show. Um, we'll talk about 12 Minutes in a little bit here. Um, but before we get into the game, can we talk a little bit about yourself and how you got into game development and, and some of your background in game development? Because you have quite the extensive background. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking about that the other day. It's been all my <laughs> all my professional life um, has been games. Um, mm. I left university. Um, I mean, I didn't, after I finished university, I left Portugal, where I'm originally from, um, and I moved to London. Uh, I had an opportunity to work at Rockstar Games there, so that's where I started mm-hmm. as an artist uh, for three years. Um. And then I wanted to try something else. I was I really enjoyed it, but uh, like uh, I just wanted to try other experiences. So I moved to to Quebec, where I worked at Ubisoft. Mm. And I was a lead artist and I was art director. Um, and I started to get fed up with with the AAA way of doing games, which is mm. um, very market driven and, and money driven. Um, and I had an opportunity to work. Actually, I had an opportunity to work with I don't know if you know uh, Chris Hacker and Spy Party. Mm. Nice. Um, so I had an opportunity to work with him, and I was gonna move to San Francisco to work on his game, but he wasn't. The game wasn't quite ready. Okay. Um, so he said, "Look, I have a friend working on the Witness. Do you want to work on that game wow. in the meantime?" Yeah. So I I joined the Witness, which was supposed to be finished. It was like six months of work. Yeah. Uh, but then we started to be like, "Look, this is how you want the game to look like." And Jonathan was like, "Ah, not really." <laughs> so that that became three years. <laughs> um, yeah, and during that time, I was um, I, I had this idea on my head for a while of this time loop idea, and, mm. and there's a lot of game developers that go into the studio, like uh, like Martin Bosch. I don't know if you know Megakure mm-hmm. or Daniel Ben Mergi. He's doing Storyteller now. Nice. And they were always like, "Why don't you learn how to program?" <laughs> it's like okay <laughs> so i started on my free time and, and that's that's how wow. i got to the project yeah wow wow um in 12 minutes so a couple things when i when i saw the game a uh, couple things that 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 first came to mind first of all uh my first thought was oh my goodness i it's it's an intense game and i had an uneasy 
pit, a feeling in my stomach. And I mean, it was, it's a very strong emotion. It, just the trailer itself just gave me a lot of uh, strong emotions. So that was my first thought. My second thought was I need to get him on the show <laughs> to talk about this game. Uh, this is quite the undertaking. Can you tell us a little bit about what 12 Minutes is? I know it's an interactive thriller game, but can you explain the game uh, premise to us? You play the husband as you come home from work, um, and your wife has a surprise. Uh, you start having a meal, and then this, this this police officer shows up. He accuses your wife of, of killing her father. And, um, and, um, and then you're like, what's going on? What's happening? And the struggle starts, and then the, 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 this cop attacks you, and you, and you pass out, and you go back to the start of the day. And then wow. you have to use the knowledge of what you know it's going to happen to to try to change the outcome. Um, but the game, yeah, the game is very small in the sense of the space where it happens. It's in a, just in the apartment. It's all in real time. And there's only these wow. three characters. And there's no, there's no objectives. There's no goals. There's no... The game never tells you to do anything. Uh, so it's all up to you kind of to, to, to decide what you think you should be doing. Mm. Um, so all it happens is your character accumulates the knowledge as you go through the loops. And that knowledge allows you, like, all the things you can physically do, you can do them since the start. But mm. the things that he can speak with the characters are only based on what the, what he's, he's experienced as he goes through the loop. Yeah. 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 One, one thing that I, that I took away from the trailer was the conversations, right? The, the dialogue, uh, the dialogue tree. Uh, <laughs> and, and the fact that your character... Uh, is the only character that understands what happened in the last 12 minutes on that last run. And then he, that character will bring up things like, I, I, this isn't a trailer, so I don't think I'm spoiling anything, but he'll, he says, you're going to tell me that you're pregnant and you're going to tell me that, you know, all this stuff. And there's a police officer on the door and she's like, your wife is saying, what, how do you know all this? What, what's going on? What were some of the challenges that you face when creating this game that's kind of driven by, the experience of, of the player. Um, so the, the way it was designed, it was more like very early on. And this was, so, so I had this idea when I was at Rockstar. So that was more than 10 mm. years ago. I was like, I want to do something with time loops. And I wrote a little pitch of, uh, imagine like GTA, but where you're living a time loop for 24 mm. hours. And you have all this simulation. We were, we were wrapping up Manhunt 2 and they were, Rockstar North was wrapping up GTA 4 and we knew in our studio, we might be able to use their engine. And they were like, okay, who has ideas for games? Um, mm. But no one liked my idea. <laughs> I was like, okay. Uh, and, and I kept thinking, what, what could be uh, an interesting, um, an interesting um, experience where you use time loops? And I, I, the more I could think, like, I, I, early on, I started with, like, you know, like... Um, you learn this key code and then you can use this key code on the door. So next mm. loop, you're faster going through the door. But it became always this video game uh, kind of of vocabulary that's it's kind of, it's not worth your, I, I don't, it's not very meaningful. Um, yeah. And I tried to think like, what is what is really meaningful in, in this constant repetition? And, and it's always knowledge. It would always come to knowledge, right? Is you know yeah. something that you didn't know before. And I'm like, okay, what if the knowledge is more than than just this a keypad or the, the secret for whatever or, or or what this person is going to do. What if suddenly the, the level of knowledge becomes mixed with your knowledge as a player uh, 
and how you decide to use the knowledge, right? If suddenly I don't tell you what to do and you're deciding what you do based on what you know, the direction that you're heading becomes your own direction and your own interpretation. And then I, I started to see what could I build with this concept. And it had to be something that was uh, that you could relate with. Um, and I felt it has to be a relationship with someone. Yeah. Um, so that's where the couple came from. And for a long time, it was just like a burglar that was, I was like, okay, they need a, they need a, they, they need something to happen to force you to do something, right? Mm. And I was like, there's going to be a burglar, you're going to get attacked by, like, a criminal is going to steal something. Uh, and then you're trying to stop the crime. And I was like, but what is he trying to steal? And then slowly, it started to, to become, right, a narrative started to appear as I was trying to figure out, like, First, how to create something that allows the player to um, to have something to drive them, like a, a basic premise to drive you, right? Every, everyone who plays the game, like the first thing you do is like, how am I going to stop the cop, right? Yeah. yeah. But then once you stop the cop, you're like, okay, what do I do now? What should I be doing now? Mm. And, and it starts to open and, and it starts to become a bit your own, your own journey. Um, so the biggest challenge was figuring these steps out. Then there's a lot of technical issues like with... Right, the dialogue trees and, and and the branching and making sure things um, that everything you want to do. Like, actually, the second biggest challenge was um, was the design. I don't know if you've played like the the, the Monkey Island and mm-hmm. and like all all those games have that thing where you. So I, I'm crazy for the Lucas Arts games. And, yeah, and, yeah. But you all have this this design. I think it's a flaw in, in terms of design where you. you you're kind of guessing what you're doing. You're, you're mixing inventory items in the hope of of having a, an outcome, right? Hmm. And, and some of, of those results, like imagine you have a window that you're like, oh, I'm being attacked. I could jump out the window, but you can't. Hmm. But then maybe five minutes later, if you combine, right, the, the rubber duck with, with whatever, now you can yeah. jump off the window. So you don't really know the verbs you can use. And I think it leads to frustration. Yeah, but I quite like how how they're very open, like as opposite to a shooter where you just you just fire a gun. Um, yeah. But shooters, right? You don't think about I'm not going to drop the gun on the floor and and pick up a rock. You know, you 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 understand the rules of that world. So I was the challenge was how to bring some of that uh, rule set that those games have into a more open experience. So you wouldn't be lost, and 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 I think, I think we got it. Um, yeah. So yeah, you you have a set of vocabulary that you use, and you never get. Um, you know what you can and you cannot do, and inside the things you can do, there's a lot of 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 variations. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, and I think I think that's the one thing. Um, you mentioned how originally it was going to be a, a robbery, and then it became a, a police officer. And, you know, accusing your wife of murdering her father. And one one thing I think that, I think, I think a robbery is one thing, right? But I think having this authoritative force come in, really, I think that's the part that made me feel like really uneasy, uneasy when I watched it, because you feel kind of hopeless a little bit. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, yeah, there's a, like, a violation of this personal space. Yeah, yeah. And I, and in the fact that you have somebody that, that is kind of in charge, right? And, and I don't know, it was just really fascinating. And the other thing that I think struck me with this game, and I think, you know, when you explained it, I think this kind of came out in it, is the fact that it's not, 
it's not like your traditional game. It's 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 like watching a movie. <laughs> yeah, that was that was, that's that's I would say that's the biggest um, one of the strongest like drives, like in the sense that um, like a lot of games that we play, I feel like a lot of even even the concept of game, right? We have this this thing of. I want to waste some time. Like I, I want to be entertained. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to pick up this, this, this entertainment, uh, interactive thing that I have. And right. I'm going to shoot people for three hours or I'm going to collect something. And, and there's all these verbs that we use of, of like of levels of, of progression of, of health bars. And I'm like, and, and as I was working on this project early on, it was very similar in the sense of, of, of the way I was building the narrative, but this was the first time I was designing something from right learning to program and and right and I would have these questions of how do I do this thing? Mm-hmm. And as I tried to break it apart, I at least I, I I felt that a lot of the answers don't have to be the answers most games do. And as I removed the gamey elements, right, it became this. It became something else. I think. Yeah. Let's see when people play it, but it's. I think it's less of a um, – yeah, it doesn't have a structure of a game. It doesn't have lives, right? There's no – your character is stuck in a loop, so dying yeah. suddenly is not really um, – um, there's no penalty for going towards what would be considered failure in normal games because you learn something in that direction too that's worth that's worth your time, Um if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. No, um, it does. And and I think that's I think that's the interesting part about it is the fact that um there's a lot of storytelling aspects, but you're driving that story. Uh, your character is. Um and this is fascinating to me. Um there's a lot of I don't know, this this reminds me a lot of Memento or Groundhog's Day, and I read somewhere that you're also somewhat influenced maybe by The Shining and some uh Stanley Kubrick uh what what was the inspiration behind this game um so in terms of like i i would say there's there's a side of the design decisions and 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 the movie inspiration i think it's more how how directors approach a movie like mm-hmm. uh like for example, mento um right there's this there's the there's this mental like there's the memory issue of the main character yeah and the movie is designed in a way that you experience that, right? By the way that the sequences are out of order, suddenly you don't know what happened before, just like he doesn't know, like he forgot what he just just lived through. Um, and it's a very clever way of using the tools that you have in order to tell the story. Uh, so in that sense, Memento was 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 more that that thought process, right? Like if, like like how. Like simplifying the apartment, or 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 using the top-down view, or 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 removing right, removing objectives, and and letting letting your interpretation kind of define what direction you're gonna go. Um, and then just other things you like, like like The Shining, for example, like how he um, how Kubrick does the right all, all the camera angles where you have all these flat planes throughout the movie, and then you have these. These, uh, it's like like when the kid is is going on the stroller, the, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you you have this this point of view into the center of the screen, you know, like using this 
like using colors or using these concepts in a way that they they help accentuate whatever you're trying to say. So so I was like, I have to design an apartment. So what do I put in the apartment? Right? Mm-hmm. What are the colors of the apartment? What's the camera angle? Uh, who are these people? What do they say? And then every single answer was like, are these decisions going towards the goal of of this experience that repeats and, and of this accumulated knowledge. Um, mm. And movies do this very well, I think. Like they've been doing this for many years. Well, games, like I was recently playing, um, what, I, got a, I got a PlayStation and I was playing um, God of War. I don't know if mm. you've played the last God of War. Some. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with kids, <laughs> there's never much. Yeah. But I, I sat down and there's this amazing intro, right? With this journey of, of a father with, with his son, yeah. And I don't remember much anymore. There's something about their, I think their mother died or something. And then suddenly the game starts and you have these orbs you pick up to get elf and you have these creatures spawning from the floor and you're just slashing people. Yeah. Where five minutes before you were in this very deep right, journey of bonding to, to, to cross something and, and suddenly you have this cut off. Okay, now it's a game. Yeah. And you're killing, 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 and you cannot go anywhere. And then these, bo- and so I think it's more like, yeah, like a movie would never. I mean, Fast and the Furious does that, right? Or or yeah. or Transformers. Yeah. So it's trying to go more towards the other direction in the medium of interactive experiences. Um, yeah. No, I like that, and it's interesting because I mean, as you describe that, it it is kind of jarring that you're going from this, you know very beautiful moment to this moment where you're you know now it becomes the game right where i think that's i think one thing that was striking to me too with with 12 minutes is the fact that 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 all of that it it just felt so there was so much emotion in 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 the game and just the loops that are happening and your character you know you, you feel that that tension uh, with that character that they're in that loop, and I just saw the trailer, and I'm, <laughs> every, that's what there's I was like, from that. <laughs> like in 2015 when I was doing the prototype, there's mm. there's two videos. There's the the kind of funny guys. They played it for 45 minutes, and it's on YouTube, and Giant Bomb too. Um, yeah, and then you can kind of see what the experience is. Uh, yeah, but it's it looks very rough around the edges. <laughs> but um, but yeah, yeah. The, the biggest challenge actually was was making sure you don't get bored repeating the same amount of time. And I, mm. I think that's what made it become such a short, such a short loop. Because uh, you don't want to be doing like 30 minutes of... of yeah, that's what, as a, yeah, I'm remembering now. Because originally it was supposed to be a full night, 12 hours, mm. something like that. Mm. But then I was like, but 12 hours is a lot. You don't want to be doing something for eight <laughs> hours and make a mistake. Yeah. So I'm like, let's speed up time like GTA does, where mm. one hour is five minutes. But then suddenly I'm doing this, um, right? I'm doing a game about time and I'm already cheating. Yeah. So I was like, no, that doesn't make sense. Let's make it real time. Um, mm. Yeah. So when once was real time, it was finding like how to make it not boring. Yeah. That was a big one. So can I ask about that? So it's it's real time. So it's it's actually 12 minutes that are happening. Are there events that, that kind of trigger or some things that you do that kind of trigger events happening, or is it always at you know eight at the eight minute mark this happens? Yeah, so so the cop shows up around five minutes in. Okay, 
and actually most people when the game starts you you get not you never manage to reach the 12 minutes because you're getting knocked out by the cop too early right by when he when he shows up at the apartment uh so there's two or three things that happen um like like i, I would say the main one is the cop arrival you, you very early on know when he arrives um and the rest is kind of depends on what you decide to do uh, that might trigger other things to happen. Uh, but the only main thing is is the cop arrival at a certain time. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Um, so you mentioned that uh, that you start working this, and and I know that you showed this game uh, in at PAX East in 2015, if I'm correct. Yeah. And yeah. you were planning to release that in 2016. Is that correct? Yeah, so so the way I was doing it, um, so I was working on The Witness with Jonathan Blow, and mm-hmm. I was working on this concept on the side. Um, and it got to a point that everyone I would show it, they would be like, this is really interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I'm going to work a bit more. And then as we, as we were getting to the end of The Witness, um, I wanted to know, should I put my time to do this? So, so I decided I'm going to go to PAX, show it at a booth, and I'll have, I'm going to have a, Right, five hundred playtesters for three days, <laughs> yeah. and I'm gonna know if this is worthwhile. Um, and then when I showed that PAX, uh, it was funny because I got people coming to the booth. Everyone thought it was the scene. It was very interesting because I, the game was playing. I mean, there, there was a screen right with the apartment, and I didn't say anything. I was like, I don't want to spoil that it's a time loop. Yeah. So people thought it was like The Sims. Mm. Uh, and I was like, so I was like, okay, I have to pitch it. So I started to learn how to pitch the game, and and I got um. Yeah, Greg Miller, he was at the... F- I didn't know who he was at the time. Yeah. And he went to try the game and he got hooked. And then he had a panel in the evening and he mentioned the game. And the mm. next day I had a huge row of people <laughs> and then he just kept cascading. <laughs> so by the end of PAX, I was like, okay, there's definitely something here. Um, and so I started to look for funding. Like, so how am I going to make this happen? And yeah, and my goal was always like one year. So 2015, 2016, maybe mid-17. Um, but the more I dug into this concept, like more things would come out that I'm like, I need to, right? If I'm doing this, it would be a waste not to go as deep on mm. this aspect of it, on the relationship with the wife, on the on the design of the apartment, on the sound design, on on, on the animations, on... On, on the loop itself, like like I the, the idea that I had of what the experience is and what as people start to play it and and where it was going, it just had and and so yeah, so I just kept working on it, um, mm. and 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 yeah, then Microsoft uh, they wanted to to help. Um, I started to work with them. Uh, I mean, they were funding it, mm. um, and then Anapurna came 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 through um so yeah that was another thing like the game was getting to a point and i originally that was not going to be voice acting on, on yeah. the very early versions but then like we made some tests and we were like if we can pull off having actors and everything is mo-capped the experience is going to reach such a level of 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 intimacy and and intensity that why not do it uh mm. And and yeah, and then in the Purna Pictures and the Purna Interactive, they right, they have this movie side of things that 
that no other publisher can can rival so it was a a relationship that was waiting to happen nice yeah, yeah I, I noticed that that was one of the things that um fairly recently that you added the voice acting. And then the other thing that I noticed too, is some of the animation and how you're changing some of the animation as well, uh, to make it more, I, I, I don't want, I mean, I think that in your own words, it's more fluid in some of the animation. Is that right? Yeah. So that was the plan since the start, even, even in the old, old version. So I was at GDC, like after that PAX and I ran into an animation director when I worked at Rockstar. Now he had his own motion capture studio. Hmm. Um, and then we spoke about the idea of could you is it possible for an indie to do mocap and I and there was that game I don't know if you remember there was a ballet game that had come out to the PlayStation I don't know 2016 maybe where you're like a dancer and it was all mocapped in Europe interesting um, so I started to look into that possibility and yeah the, the goal was to mocap it but it's more once we sit down to to do the mocap like um like you imagine, we were doing a session like a year ago or maybe less of the, the, the handcuffing. Like, let's say the handcuffing. We're doing the handcuffing, right? The cop is handcuffing the, the actor. Mm. And we're like, wait, but if you're actually handcuffed over and over, you would start behaving differently. Sure. Uh, so we start to think, okay, how would you behave if you're handcuffed 10 times? Mm. Like by the fifth time, you just don't really resist the handcuffing. Uh but imagine you apply this to every single aspect of the experience. <laughs> yeah. uh, and and then as we implement these things, you start to see, like, suddenly the, the way you care about the wife is, like, suddenly she, she starts to become more alive. And then, mm -hmm. like, so let's let's go in that direction, see where that takes us. And because the game never tells you what to do, and then you have this, right, the, the opening dilemma, right, is this this person you've lived with for many years is being accused of something that's pretty, pretty hardcore, you know, yeah. as well as this guy coming in and, and, and bashing her head. But if you, if you care about the characters and no one is telling you what to do, then how are you going to deal with this? How are you going to care? Do you care about this? Are you going to, and, and, and the game can be pretty gruesome if you want to, but hmm. everyone that plays it, they like, since, since very early on, they, they care about the characters. They don't, Right, they don't go like uh, like like shooting them or or, or hurting them. Hmm. Quite the opposite. Um, yeah, interesting. And 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 I think actually one thing, as you mentioned that, as you talk through that, one thing that I think is interesting is the fact that, you know, the first loop through. I mean, your character knows this wife, but you personally, as a gamer, don't really know this this you know this this character that you're interacting with. And it's not until a couple of loops later that you start actually having probably more feelings towards, you know, what the situation is and, and this character that you're interacting with. I, I think that's really fascinating. And, and I mean, this could be a study on human behavior. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. Uh, so what were some of the aspects um, of the game that maybe you wanted to include, but you couldn't either do to budget or to technical constraints. Honestly, there weren't that many. Um, mm. It's it's like I have to say um, I'm I'm very lucky in this project where there's no <clears throat> there's no limitations. There's no I mean yeah, there's no constraints really. And and I've tried to to remove. I'm removing more than adding. And the mm. things that I keep there, I I go deeper into them. I, I would say yeah. I would say if I went back in time to do this again, 
some things would be different, right? But that's very easy to say in hindsight, right? <laughs> like yeah. a loop if I go back in time. Like, but, <laughs> um, I think for me personally, um, early on it was programming. Like there's a lot of math that I didn't know, mm. like calculating like like doors, like, you know, the famous doors in games. Mm. And it's true, like uh, things like, and then you play games and you start to see they just cheated this stuff. <laughs> like I remember, for example, The Sims. I went to play The Sims. How do they do someone uh, going to the fridge and then going to the sink? And you see them move in this robotic way. Or, or, or like Hitman. Like what do you do if you want to open a door and there's someone on the other side of the door? Does the door hit them? Do they dodge the door? Can you open the door? <laughs> what if two people try to open the door at the same time, right? All these yeah. things that you don't think about. Yeah. But in this tiny, tiny space, it happens all the time. Um, so figuring all those out was was like if if, if I yeah, if if I went back in time, I would probably get like a couple of people full time mm. just in charge of these, so I could be more focused in the design. Um, sure, sure. Rather than me learning all this and, and getting really <laughs> frustrated. But I think it also helped making it the way uh, I think is ideal for the experience. Sure. Yeah. Well, I, I think uh, to me, I think that's the fascinating part too. This is such a, a huge undertaking. Uh, and this is your first project out on your own. I mean, that must be kind of daunting. <laughs> kind of. It's not... I've done a lot of games, uh, so it's just that it doesn't feel that way. Like mm. like uh, an engine is easy to use, uh, the, the server repository, uh, working with a team, all the workflow, all the all the pipeline, all, all the game development side of it is is I don't even think about it. It's just my it's what I've been doing all my life. So it doesn't feel like the the business side is complicated and, and contracts and dealing with people and and and. Like, yeah, when, when there's a deadline and then someone, it's just, it's not working out with them or, or something is not working the way it should be. There was a lot of stress early on, I have to say. Uh, sure. Yeah. I had to learn how to deal with that. But uh, <laughs> but the rest is just, it's just another game. Mm. But this one, I have a bit more control <laughs> on yes. what gets done. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I suppose, I suppose like the learning curve of the other things probably is, uh, the business side of things probably is is something new. So <laughs> yeah, it was more the size that I didn't know, and yeah, and there's other things that I really enjoy, like for example, like sound design. Like we start to think about, like for example, early on we had we had a clock in the apartment mm. because I wanted you to know, and then when you click on the clock, you would say like, "Oh, the cop is going to be here in two minutes." Mm. Um, but then I realized, like as we made a, a voc- like there's a story going on in the apartment for example like um, like the neighbor for example um has a baby and mm. and um, and you hear the baby cry and then the husband comes home like you hear the apartments around you you hear the cars passing by you hear mm. this environment and i realized that after a while you don't need a clock to know when the cop is coming you kind of feel it sure you know so so you can remove the clock from the apartment huh. uh, so suddenly like as we sculpted the, the, the audio of the game, we realized that it was bringing this layer. And I think if this was in a big studio, it wouldn't have happened, right? You couldn't have this relationship between design and, and audio and story that is really gelling together. Or it would be hard, I think. it. I mean, the studios I worked on, it would be totally impossible. 
yeah because even yeah. the designers don't program even so you'd have mm. a designer would write a document that goes into the producer that gives it to a, a programmer that implements that's reviewed you know it's this it's like that game where you speak on someone's ear yeah and yeah. it gets deteriorated as it goes through <laughs> yes um and here it doesn't happen i, yeah. I hope it doesn't happen yeah yeah, yeah. nice but let's um, see, like, yeah, once the game is out, uh, let's see what everyone thinks. <laughs> but everyone is enjoying it. Like, we showed at E3. That was my big fear, yeah. showing the trailer. And then we had the game playable for three days. And if people didn't like it, they were like... But everyone said that it's it's as good, if not better, than the trailer. So mm, Wow. So I'm, that, I'm happy. Yeah, and there was no voice acting. And the, oh. the animations were still, like, the old ones. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I mean, even in even in that aspect where you're talking about how, you know, each time that they get cuffed and the animation is different, I mean, I don't know if you'd get that at a bigger studio because I mean, you're you're paying attention to that little detail like that. That's that's amazing. Yeah, I think. Yeah, you probably wouldn't. You're right. Like because a session would be booked, and that's the other thing. Yeah. It would be booked and planned and organized, and yeah, and and. Maybe you would get a bit of it. I don't know. But like, there's things that we get. And I, I think I've learned this working on The Witness. So like, we were, we're going to halfway to the, the project and, and Jonathan is like, the island is too big. <laughs> let's, let's, let's shrink it a bit. But like, game development shrinking an island, you have to move a ton of stuff. It's going to break a million things. And we were yeah. like, I thought we we're going to ship it soon. Right? And he was like, yeah, but what's the point? Like, he's like, the walking distances will be much more pleasant if they're shorter between areas. Mm. So mm. why would we release this game with less like with less quality in terms of this decision that clearly improves the experience? Um, mm. And all the other projects I worked on, this would never happen. Like uh, yeah. if you have the art team, like we'd have the art team designing characters before the design is complete because you have like 10 people who are getting paid full time with nothing to do. So suddenly when the design is halfway through, they have to look at what the artists are doing and yeah. you cannot throw away this character. So suddenly you're shoehorning decisions based on, on all these. It's just, it just doesn't flow as well. Yeah. 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 Nice. Um, speaking of, of reception, so the game has received honorable mention for the Seamus McNally Grand Prize at the Independent Game Festival in 2016, and the most recently it won the Game Critics Award of Best Independent Game at E3 and the gold winner at the Clio Entertainment Awards. What do you think it is about this game that resonates so well amongst the players and critics? Um, I think... Um... So the first thing I think is what you said. It doesn't feel like a game. And then this was this was a big goal very early on. So my wife does not play games. She, she doesn't like games. She thinks mm. they're a waste of time. <laughs> and I was like, this is not a game. This is an interactive experience. And and what I mean by that is, for example, a game, like she doesn't play games because she cannot even hold a game pad. Mm. Right? She doesn't play games because like we tried to play Portal and she mm. couldn't even look, right? Walking and looking is with the gamepad if you've never grabbed one is mm. is a very high entry to to an experience while the movie just sit down and you watch at the screen so i try to remove yeah. all those layers in order for you to still be able to enjoy the experience and i think 
in the end, like this end result, it's like my goal with the trailer was something that could be in the cinema mm. and you wouldn't even know it's a game, right? You'd be like, oh, is this a movie that's coming out? Um, and the game itself, when you play it, right, you, you have these people that... Uh, it's funny because the people that play most games do worse at 12 minutes. They get more frustrated because mm. they go into the apartment, they start to pick up everything, like <laughs> the plates, then they pick up all the objects, they start combining them, or hoping to unlock whatever's going to happen. And right, and nothing happens. The wife is like, what are you doing? What's going on? Uh, but people people who, who get into it and kind of see it as being there it flows very very nicely um mm. and i think in that sense people just it just connects because it's it's it flows logically and, and you literally just you, there's just one button you you click and you drag objects and you mm. click where you want the guy to go um, so in that sense i think that's why it became it's it's accessible but it's complex and, yeah and doesn't sacrifice the the experience due to its simplicity Hmm. And the themes, right? Like, yeah, it's it's easy to relate with with what they're the struggle they're going through. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Did, did your uh, did your wife do any test running of this game? And, and if she did, does she uh, is she is she a fan of it? Because I know you said that she's not a gamer. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, she's she's very tired of listening to it. <laughs> like, and and like a year into development, she said, "Look, programming stories, like, because I would be like." Oh, you know what I just did? Like, uh, like, what did I do? Like recently, that I was, I don't know if you if you follow on Twitter. Like, I did a thing. Like, for example, when the cop handcuffs the two characters, right? He has to choose where to put them in the apartment so they don't hit any furniture when he throws <laughs> them on the floor. Yeah. Um. And so he has to calculate what's the space that I have that I can drop the character in. And to do that, right? I I have predefined locations like you mentioned like uh, like a hundred predefined locations that you have to calculate if one area overlaps with the other one but how do you calculate that something overlaps right and me and math i was like okay i have to do a polygonal shape so you know i, I go deep into and she's like lewis <laughs> enough you know <laughs> but she yes yeah, she, she's very like she's very raw like mm. she's she's able to spot those things that take you out of the experience very easily mm. Mm. Uh, and like and early on when I started the project like each character was a box and she was like like who's who it's like okay mm. I'm gonna put colors mm. you know so the blue box is the husband but then I was like now the husband is the wife is sitting down and she's like I don't understand the sitting down so mm. I, I would always craft the experience the minimum required and, and and having someone that doesn't play games it's very useful to to know what you need to put there in order for things to work or not. Um, yeah, but I don't, there's a lot of examples I cannot give because they would spoil the experience, but yeah. Um, so, Lewis, what, what experience do you hope that people walk away with when they play the game 12 minutes? Um, my dream, uh, <laughs> my dream reaction from people is that they, uh, like something that I'm trying very hard with this project is that they, um, they see this as something else that's not a mm. game, right? They they see this as an interactive experience, as something that has the, the the vocabulary of video games, but it's not something that is there to to just be entertained by. Um, and in terms of the experience, I I hope they um, 
it's going to make you ask some questions about yourself and how you mm. see um and how you see um who you are um i don't know yeah this is a pretty good question i don't know like i i hope people feel it's worth their time and that they 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 got something mm. out of it as an experience that they hadn't gotten before and it helped them grow in some mm. way but it mostly it was worth their time and that they enjoyed it yeah i'm i'm very excited about this game Louis, how can people how can people follow you on social media and follow uh the game progression so there's the website right 12minutesgame.com with the blog which i don't do many posts there but when i do i think they're pretty uh, yeah, rich. they are. Um, I mean, I read I'm, them and I was like, "Wow, this is this is really in depth." It was really cool to to read that. Um, then, but it was mostly on Twitter. Uh, um, yeah, day to day stuff is on Twitter. The rest is on the website. You can wish list on Steam. Mm. Um, and um, yeah, nice. I think those are the. Should have thought about that to give you like a proper. But it's Twitter, the website. And there's Steam forums. I don't really... Everyone there is just complaining, saying, this is going to be an Epic exclusive. I'm like... <laughs> uh, <laughs> but those are the two... I don't really look at the forums, but Twitter, I'm there, and I'm pretty active. Uh, nice. Yeah. Uh, well, Lewis, thank you so much for joining me and, and talking about 12 Minutes. It was a real pleasure uh, getting a chance to, to speak with you and talk about the game. Thank you for your time. It was a pleasure talking with you, Roger. I really enjoyed it.